Hi, and welcome to the Cyclical Podcast. My name is Cassandra Wilder, and I'm a naturopathic doctor and a women's cyclical health expert. This podcast is a space where we demystify all of the bad hormone advice we've been given and instead get back down to the foundations. Your dream of regular, pain-free periods, balanced hormones, and vibrant energy is within reach. Join me and other incredible experts here every single Monday for conversations that are sure to be life-changing. Let's get started. Hi, beautiful friends. Welcome back to the Cyclical Podcast. It is still so surreal to me to be back in 2022 with the new season of the podcast. And I'm especially excited because of the quality of guests that I've brought onto the podcast this season. And today's episode is a perfect example of that. I know many of us have been on hormonal birth control over the years. And while some of us used hormonal birth control for contraceptive purposes, a lot of us have been prescribed hormonal birth control to mitigate symptoms like acne. And some of us may still be on it now. Maybe a lot of you are already off of it, but maybe are still dealing with some of the less pleasant side effects like acne. That's why I brought on the lovely guest, Carolyn Hale, onto the podcast today. She's a registered holistic nutrition practitioner and an acne expert. And as a holistic skin coach, she empowers her clients to listen to their bodies and make tweaks to their lifestyle, skincare routine, mindset, and nutrition to clear their skin. Her 15 years of experience healing her own skin has made her well-versed in all areas of both conventional and holistic acne therapy. And with her experience and background, she offers a unique and comprehensive approach to healing chronic acne. This is really demonstrated in our interview today because she talks about her traditional route she had to take as an adolescent with her acne journey, the prescriptions she was put on, the kind of mainstream options that were available at the time, and then her journey finding more holistic options and how those worked for her. And then this amazing journey she's been on since really learning what causes hormonal acne, why does our skin tend to flare up after hormonal birth control, and what are the simple shifts we can make to heal our long-term acne struggles. This episode is such a good one, so let's go ahead and dive in and talk to Carolyn. Hi, Carolyn. It's amazing to have you here today on the podcast. You know, over the years in working with women, I think there's few hormone imbalance signs as frustrating as living with severe hormonal acne. You know, so many of our hormone imbalances we can hide, we can, you know, mask under our clothing or whatever, but acne is one of those things that's just right there, right on the forefront. Um, So I want to thank you so much for coming on this podcast to talk about, I'm sure, layers that is going to transform all of our perceptions of acne. But welcome, welcome to the Cyclical Podcast. Thank you, Cassandra. I'm so excited to be here chatting with you and everyone in your community. And yeah, chatting about acne is something I'm really passionate about. And I hope that someone can walk away with even just a little bit of supportive information. Because like you said, struggling with acne is super frustrating. Yeah. And I know that's a big part of why you do what you do. I've seen you share that acne has been a part of your life and like something you've personally had to live through, work through, heal from. So I'd love to hear some of that story. You know, how old were you when your acne started? And then what were maybe traditional approaches you took before kind of switching into a more holistic mentality? So yeah, I've been struggling with acne for about as long as I can remember. I was one of those lucky ones that got teenage acne in high school. And with that, it kind of just continued throughout high school, university, college. Um, And with that, starting out like most young women, I have tried 
the birth control pill. I have tried antibiotics. I have even tried Accutane. So like in my younger years, I definitely was willing to try basically anything conventional medicine could offer me, um, really out of like desperation. And at that point, you know, unless you are super already in kind of the holistic space, you're not even really aware of other options. It's really much like you're kind of pushed down this one path and you're just kind of trying to make the best decision that you can for yourself at the time. And keeping in mind, like you're a young adolescent dealing with something that can be super devastating to your self-esteem, your emotional wellness. So you're very desperate and you're not really able to make I feel like I wasn't able to make like an empowered, educated decision. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and as that continued, I luckily found a holistic approach. Um, I would say about five years ago is when I kind of got into this. Um, And yeah, I was really able to connect with a holistic approach through nutrition, lifestyle, and supplements and all of that amazing supportive stuff. And it's just something that really resonated for me. And um, that's why I'm so passionate about sharing it. I just really want women to know that there are so many options out there to support your skin and you just have to find whatever kind of fuels your soul. You kind of have to find what feels right for you. Exactly. Exactly. You made so many great points in that. Like you were saying, when we're teenagers, like none of us know what our options are and it's easy to get stuck on that conveyor belt of, like you said, try birth control and now try this topical cream and now try this insanely, you know, potent kind of dangerous method like Accutane. Um, And at no point do we even know that there's another option. So I'm so glad that you stumbled upon, you know, kind of a holistic approach. And I'm curious, how did that change your skin? You know, like, did that finally start to resolve some of the deeper issues for you? A hundred percent. And that is why I get so excited about sharing it. Um, In the past, all of those previous solutions and methods were really more of a band-aid approach. So just trying to kind of manage the symptom that was acne for me. And I will say that some of those things, like especially like the birth control pill, did help to kind of suppress my acne. My skin was never perfect, um, but it didn't do anything for long-term success. It didn't do anything for like my overall health and wellness. And it wasn't until I came off of the pill and really stepped into a holistic approach that I uncovered that I have PCOS, that I have many other hormonal imbalances and things, um, internal imbalances that are contributing to my chronic acne. And so once I really was able to look at my acne holistically, that's when things started clicking. I have never felt better. I was really able to support my skin, but also support my body. My cycles came back. I have regular cycles now, which is like, oh, so amazing. And yeah, it's just so wonderful. Like, yeah, so wonderful. Amazing. I love it. I love stories like this. They just get me so excited of like, see, we can do it. We can heal our bodies. We just need the right like roadmap. You know, we just need to know our options and be able to know what makes sense for us. So I'm so happy um, just hearing your story. It's incredible. (laughs) Thank you. And you made some mention of hormones, and I've seen you post a lot about this on Instagram recently, which you have such a great Instagram, 10 out of 10. Nice job. Thank you. <laughs> um, and I'll link that in the show notes for everybody. But what kind of hormone imbalances specifically tend 
to influence acne? Or what do you see with your clients or in your own experience? I see a lot of androgens and having excess androgens or elevated androgens really come into play with acne. And it's thought that androgens are really one of the most common causes of acne. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only in like the bloodstream and like internally, but also actually in the skin. So there are androgen receptors in your skin. And these, when um, basically what these do is they convert testosterone into DHT. And it's this DHT that really contributes to the formation of pimples and excess sebum. Um, and that kind of combines to kind of keep you in this, um, keep you in this like state of inflammation, like even within the skin. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, excess androgens I see are a big one. And um, yeah, you can tackle this. I think when dealing with excess androgens, really common, I see this in the clients that I work with. If you are struggling with breakouts along your jawline, this is often a sign of like um, excess androgens in that area. And the way you can really think about it is androgens are typically, stereotypically, like male hormones. So this is where men grow facial hair. So for women, having those excess androgens and those receptors there, it's kind of coming out as acne because it's that excess um, male hormone. Um, Yeah, so that's one that I see really common, especially if you are coming off of the pill Um, Oftentimes, we see an androgen rebound when coming off of the pill, which does kind of wreak havoc on your sebum production in your skin and can kind of really cause a huge acne flare about, you know, we're seeing that acne flare like three to six months post-pill, and it's oftentimes connected or androgens are contributing to that. Mm -hmm. That was such a great explanation. Um... And it's interesting, right? That also shows us why hormonal birth control sometimes is effective because the most say like the pill are anti-androgen. And so that's why they like, quote, fix um, the acne because it suppresses our androgens like testosterone. And then you're right, then we get off and your hormones are like, wow, I can do what I've been wanting to do for the last like 12 years. And then it all comes back with that vengeance. Yeah. And yeah, just to add to that too, just from like the purely like sebum production. So a lot of times the pill does, is, can be so effective for acne is because it downregulates your sebum production. Um, But in response, your skin upregulates that sebum. So you actually have more sebum than you ever did before. Mm -hmm. And then when you come off the pill, you're dealing with this like your, your body has to be like, oh, we have to kind of like figure out our sebum production again, um, which that on its own can contribute to acne, mm-hmm. let alone all the other perhaps internal hormonal conditions that are also contributing. Jeez. I'm like, add this to the list of like number 900, like what they didn't tell you when you were prescribed birth control. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I know that you work with a lot of women post-birth control specifically since that is when I think acne becomes present again as an adult, right? We've gotten on birth control as a kid or not as a kid, I don't know, as a, an adolescent. Yeah. And yeah. Um, now we're 35, we get off of the pill, all of that acne is waiting for us. What kind of approaches do you look at specifically in that post-birth control person? Are you looking at the liver or the gut or what is some of the foundational pieces you like to look at? 
Yeah. First of all, I always try to remind everyone I'm working with, just know that acne is not your fault Mm. and dealing with acne post-birth control is really, really common, but also be so optimistic that you can provide the support and you can do all these amazing, amazing things to really make that transition off the pill a happy one. It doesn't have to be super um, stressful. Like there's so many resources that can really help you make that a more positive transition for yourself, I would say, first off. Um, Yeah. And things that I see that are really effective, especially when coming off of the pill, um, I like to kind of look at about three to four different things. The first thing being inflammation. So this is especially true when coming off of the pill. Um, And you're also, perhaps you went on the pill for um, acne reasons. That elevated inflammation is still going to be there for you to deal with. Um, So things like this are super easy to get started with. Choosing real whole foods, trying to choose anti-inflammatory foods, so things like salmon, extra virgin olive oil, fresh berries, green tea is a great one if you can handle a little bit of caffeine. Um, And another thing too with um, decreasing inflammation is really looking at your gut health because we do know that the pill disrupts your gut microbiome. So things like introducing some fermented and probiotic foods, if they agree with you, might be a good option. Um, As well as gut health, I also feel that supporting digestion is really, really big when coming off of the pill. So some foods that I love to include are bitter greens, so like radicchio, arugula, that type of thing. Um, Yeah, I think getting started, which is like super kind of like foundational things like that with nutrition, you know, are hopefully accessible to most people and they can kind of get started on that um, before coming off of the pill and then they're already in a really good routine when they do decide to come off the pill. Yes. Yeah. So important if people know this before they get off of the pill because it really can help. Like you said, if you start this three months or so before you know you're going to be done, just to support that transition a little bit. But of course, you could still start all this right, even if you've been off the pill a year, but you're still feeling all these side effects. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, and yeah. And after inflammation, I kind of like to start at inflammation, especially for the skin because it can play such a huge role in acne. Um, But secondly to that is looking at your nutrient levels because we do know that the pill does deplete certain nutrients. So I think in addition to nutrition and food, really looking at specific nutrients and working with a practitioner you trust to really make sure that you're topping up those nutrient levels. Um, Things like magnesium, your B vitamins, your selenium, and your zinc. Um, Zinc is one that I really like in my practice. I find it can be super helpful for women struggling with inflammatory breakouts. But again, please always work with a practitioner that you trust whenever introducing any supplements just to make sure that they are the right fit for you. And yeah, so that's again, nutrient deficiencies, working with foods, a targeted supplement protocol. And then also too, this is super foundational and someone can get started with it right away is just taking deep belly breaths before each meal, really getting in a calm state before you're eating can really help your body absorb those nutrients so much better. Yeah. Amazing. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, I like how like holistic and like grounded all of your suggestions are because they innately, you know, always make sense. You know, you didn't throw out 90 different supplements to like try out and see how they go. (laughs) And I know that's what people kind of want. Sometimes I think we're just conditioned because of Western medicine to think a capsule can fix anything, but I love that it really is. Yeah. Addressing the nutrition and nourishing your gut and adding in these foods that do support gentle detox. And Nate, yeah. I think everyone listening to this is like, oh yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I know. Sometimes it's the hardest. So yeah, I think I talked about um, inflammation. So working to reduce your inflammation when you're coming off of the pill, really restoring your nutrient levels when coming off the pill. And then I'll just kind of like provide some suggestions around supporting that androgen rebound, which I kind mm-hmm. of talked about before. Um, there are so many ways that you can support your body and your skin while coming off the pill. And that's the most exciting part about a holistic approach is there are so many ways to support your body. So if anyone's listening to this and you're feeling super nervous and afraid, first of all, you're not alone. Coming off the pill can be super intimidating. But like I said, it doesn't have to be a negative experience because you're making a change and you're making a change to support your health and wellness, which I think is beautiful. So yeah, like I said, the androgen rebound post pill, super common. Um, And I even see this for women, you know, who maybe perhaps weren't acne prone in the past. Um, This alone can kind of just create a little bit of acne when you are coming off. But really a good thing to support this is finding an acne safe skincare routine. The reason I really like this as part of a holistic approach in what I do is not only can we be doing nutrition and lifestyle practices to support our skin, but I do believe that, you know, tackling the skin from the inside out and the outside in can really give us really great results. So I think having an acne safe skincare routine, especially while we're dealing, like I said, with these androgen receptors in the skin. Um, and we're dealing with that excess sebum post-pill can really make a huge difference. So really checking all of your products, making sure that you are using, I would say, the simpler the better. Your skincare routine doesn't have to be complicated. I really encourage all of my clients to focus on hydration and skin barrier support because when the skin is hydrated and your skin barrier is strong, um, your skin is more likely to be able to fight off irritation and that type of thing and you won't be as likely to break out. So yeah, acne safe skincare routine is definitely something I recommend and if you do need support with this, this is exactly what I do in my programs so definitely reach out to me if you need support with this. Um, And also too, to support the androgen rebound, um, really ultimately when we're coming off the pill, I know Cassandra you talk a lot about this in your programs and on your Instagram is really we want to kind of support healthy ovulation because you're coming off the pill. This is maybe the first time your body is ovulating in a while, which is so exciting. And we kind of want to do everything possible to support healthy ovulation to really get those amazing benefits, those amazing skin benefits of progesterone. So yeah. Um, And just a really quick takeaway for excess androgens too, if you're listening to this and you're coming off the pill, um, consider adding a spearmint tea. I love spearmint tea for reducing androgens and it's just a little herbal tea you can add to your routine to really give your skin that extra love. Fantastic. 
Um, I'm really glad you talked about the external piece because I was just going to ask you, you know, I think a lot of people think to go external first, you know, they think when they get acne, like, oh, it's my, my pillowcase or it's, yeah, my products and stuff. And, and I think usually, at least what I see in my practice is 99% of the time, it's being driven by something internal, but that doesn't mean our skincare routines and stuff can't influence that as well. Um, when you said about like yeah. keeping moisture in the skin, are there any specific products like like a vitamin C serum? Or are there any things that tend to help the, the skin hold that hydration? I love that question. That's so great. Yes. Um, and I'm going to give you like my, my favorite skin tip, <laughs> yeah. honestly, like if you're not already doing this, it's going to, ch- it's going to be such a big game changer and it's so easy and it's basically free. You can kind of make it free. So if you are struggling with acne, um, any type of irritation, or you just really want to hydrate your skin, which all of us want that like glowy, dewy look, I think. Um, yeah, I really encourage you to invest or use a facial mist. And it doesn't have to be, you can even just use filtered water. So what I mean by that is you could literally just get a spray bottle. Maybe you have one hanging around. Try to use filtered water if possible. So like if you have a water filter, you know, just like less chlorine and that things from tap water is best. So whatever filtered water you have access to, put it in a spray bottle. If you feel like, you know, I'm happy to invest 20 bucks in a facial mist, go ahead and do that. Either one works. And I really encourage everyone to apply their products to damp skin. So after you cleanse your skin, you're going to go in with your facial mist and then you're going to maybe apply. If you have a vitamin C, that's really great for acne, really great to prevent free radical damage. I really love a topical vitamin C for acne. Um, Also really helps to brighten the skin. So if you do have like hyperpigmentation or that type of thing. Um, But yeah, like I said, use that facial spray in between each product. So you're, if you have, you know, maybe you have two or three steps in your routine, just spritz a little facial mist in between each one. That's going to help your skin retain that moisture, but it's also going to help all the products you're using to actually like absorb into your skin better. So that's amazing as well. And the final step would just be sure that you're applying your moisturizer to damp skin. And when you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. When you think about the function of a moisturizer, its job is to seal in moisture. But if there's no water on the skin already, if there's no moisture on the skin, it doesn't really have anything to seal in. So just by doing that little step, using a facial mist before your products, you will notice a huge difference and you're going to be wishing you've been doing this the whole time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is so cool. I definitely have pretty dry skin. Um, and I haven't ever done like the mist though between every step. So I'm definitely going to try that. I do do like rose water and I'm guessing that's kind of the same thing, right? So I only do yeah. it once, but it's still getting yeah. a bit of hydration. Yeah. At one that's, point. No, rose water is beautiful. That's perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that one. Um, and like I said, the biggest thing with supporting your skin externally, especially if you've been struggling with acne for many years, chances are you've been using pretty harsh skincare. Mm-hmm. Cause like you were saying, Cassandra, typically we kind of go with that external approach. So maybe you've been using whatever you've been using, it's probably tended to be a little bit more harsh trying to kind of combat that acne. 
which oftentimes, if you've been doing that for a couple years, your skin barrier definitely needs some repair. So even for the next like couple months, if someone comes to me, we really focus on super simple skincare and we're really just focusing on hydration. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause when your skin barrier, think of it kind of um, if you are super into kind of like gut health and that type of thing, you know, we really want to like calm down the inflammation in the gut. We really want to calm down the inflammation in your skin and really repair that lining. Cause you know, when we talk about like having leaky gut, you can kind of have like leaky skin. Mm. Things are kind of coming in because that barrier isn't strong, yeah. which creates more inflammation. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It makes so much sense. And you're yeah. right. A lot of acne products are so harsh. And I was just cringing thinking about what I used to do when I was like 16 and I'd buy like this like Neutrogena cleanser with the little beadlets in it, you know, oh, yeah. I felt like I was like scraping my face off, but I was like, it's good. It's going <laughs> to fix my acne. And I'm just like, oh God. <laughs> um, You are not alone. <laughs> Name any skincare product. I have tried it. Like, oh my gosh. I think at one point I was using, oh, I can't like so bad. <laughs> like my skin was just like burnt half the time. Yeah. So terrible. Yeah. yeah. But it's all marketed as like, you need this. So what do we all do? We're like, okay. Yeah. I think that's such a good reminder. Like we all need to give ourselves a break. The marketing in the skincare industry is so smart and they're really just playing on our vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard. Um, And you know, if you, if we did make a decision back in the past, just giving yourself some forgiveness because at that time you were just making the best decision that you could. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yes. Did not know better. But now this is all making so much sense. Yeah. Um, Another big thing I wanted to ask you about was kind of the detox piece. And I think a lot of people, their like eyes glaze over, you know, when I talk about detox, because they're waiting for me to tell them to live on celery juice or whatever. (laughs) You know, they're like waiting for something really like not attainable for most people. But when you think about the word detox and how that supports healthy skin, especially after birth control. What does that mean to you or how do you address that? Yeah. First things first. Yeah. Supporting detoxification coming off of the pill is really, really important. But even if you've never been on the birth control pill and you're struggling with acne, detoxification is really, really important to consider for that as well. Um, I really feel that it goes hand in hand with skin health especially with something like acne. And anytime I'm thinking about detoxification, I really want to make sure that we're also talking about the drainage funnel and making sure, I think kind of like step one is making sure that you are going to the bathroom every single day um, is so, so important, Um, especially if you are dealing, like we were kind of talking about, acne goes hand in hand with hormonal imbalances. So it's really important that you are having a healthy, well-formed bowel movement, you know, one to three times daily. Um, And if you can even get this like kind of in the morning, within the first hour upon waking, that is ideal. And I feel that's kind of the first step in supporting detoxification. Um, Because oftentimes, a lot of clients will come to me and, you know, there's so many detoxes out there that are targeted specifically for acne. And 
if you're not kind of opening the drainage funnel first, if you're not actually going to the bathroom every single day, then you can do all the detox you want, but those hormones that may be contributing to acne for you are just getting recirculated in your body and you can might be dealing with actually more of an acne flare-up than you started with, which can be very disheartening, especially, you know, you're trying so hard. So it's all about doing things, I feel, in the right order. And I really, really encourage really a gentle detoxification approach. And that's just because I really want I really want women to feel like they're supported and I really want you to feel like your body can do this and you're not also dealing with a huge, like I said, acne flare-up because like we were talking about, acne can be such an emotional thing as well and it can be really play a huge wreak havoc on your self-esteem. So I wouldn't really want to put someone on a protocol and be like, okay, so you're going to break out for about a month but then it's going to get better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just think, you know, depending on your situation and depending on your skin history and everything, um, I really want, like, I feel like a gentle approach to it can kind of mitigate that kind of like acne flare up, which I feel like for your mindset and your mental health is more times the way to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of detoxification, like I said, first things first, restoring your daily daily bowel movements. So if this is something you're currently struggling with. Just know you are not alone. This is so common. Before I got into the holistic space, and Cassandra, I'm sure your story might be similar, I swear I would go to the bathroom like <laughs> once or twice a week, and oh, I thought no, that was no. normal. Same. Oh my God. We have to just talk about poop for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nobody thought, talks thought about it. Was it was normal. Yeah. And like, I, I wouldn't go for like a whole week and like no wonder I had acne. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh, our poor little bodies were like overloaded. SOS. <laughs> I Yeah, I can't even imagine like skipping a day now. But mm-hmm. at the time, yeah, we live and we learn. But yes, <laughs> we should be going to the bathroom every single day. <laughs> Yeah, that's so funny you bring that up because I've long thought about that, like how the most basic conversations around health are often missing, you know, like no one talked about digestion or like, hey, you should probably like poop once a day. And nobody said like, hey, it's probably important to like have a period monthly. And like, if you're not, that should be addressed. And like, we're always missing the like basic piece to the puzzle. And no wonder yeah. we've all been so confused and it's taken us years and years and years to just figure out some of the basics. A hundred percent. I could not agree more. And I'm sure in 10 years, there'll be something super basic that we're missing now. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so especially if you're struggling with acne, kind of like take a step back and ask yourself, like, am I pooping enough? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> super, super important. Um, and if you are struggling with this, There are some like really easy things that you can kind of think about, consider, feel if they're right for you. I think an easy one, I know everyone will roll their eyes, but make sure you're getting enough water. Um, And also with that, um, think about replenishing the mineral levels in your water as well with something like electrolytes. I really like, um, I use like trace minerals and I just add them to my drinking water. That can really help kind of like get things going for you if you're having trouble Um, and like, I think everyone knows this really increasing your fiber can really help, um, 
improve bowel regularity, as well as daily movement. Don't underestimate exercise and moving because those things are really, really helpful to get you going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what about the sweat component? Like I'm daydreaming of the day I can finally buy my own sauna because I know how important it is. And I'm like, someday I'll have my own and I can just sit in it every single night. But I think sometimes people with acne are apprehensive to sweat more because they think, you know, going to build up like oil on their skin and then they're going to get more acne. But what is the truth to that? That is such a good question. And yes, I also want a sauna so badly. <laughs> I think if, you know, if you have access to a sauna, absolutely use it. Yeah. Um, so good for your skin health. And, you know, Cassandra, you bring up such a good point because I feel like I used to think that too. I used to be really nervous to sweat, especially on my face because I was like, oh, I'm going to have to like wash it right after because the sweat's going to cause me to break out. Mm-hmm. And I would just kind of like to demystify that. Sweating to support your skin is amazing. And if you don't have access to a sauna, which I know most of us don't, um, I would maybe ask you to consider um, taking a, as you know a hot, warm Epsom salt bath two to three times a week. This can really make a huge difference for your skin, you guys. It's such an easy one. If you have access to a bath, I really encourage you to try it out, see how it works for you. Um, Also having a bath, I try to have a bath every day, Um, especially during this time of the year too. If you tend to be a more cold person, um, this can really help kind of get your body temperature up, which is amazing for your immune system as well. Um, So yeah, I definitely encourage you to break a sweat. If you can break a sweat daily, your skin is definitely going to appreciate that. And the one thing I'll say to just kind of like mitigate any sweat-related breakouts is just make sure that you are washing your face um, or taking a shower like after you work out. Um, It doesn't have to be, you know, right after. Chances are it's going to be okay. Don't get super stressed about it. Um, But pretty soon after, if you can just wash your face, um, yeah, that's really important. Yes. So now we threw the myth out. None of us are doing that ever again. It's good to sweat. And it's not going to cause you to break out. No, absolutely not. I think we maybe think that if you were wearing like a ton of heavy makeup while you were working out, um, then that might like clog your pores. But I think, you know, as long as you're going with like a pretty like simple skincare routine, like, you you know, you have your moisturizer, your sunscreen, you're good to go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. We laid that one to rest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, was there anything um, else you wanted to share on that detox piece? Yeah. So kind of just like I, like I was saying, starting with um, making sure you're going to the bathroom every day is kind of the first step. That's more like your drainage. But in terms of supporting actual detoxification, I think, you know, we talk about liver support so much, especially in the acne community, but I truly love supporting your liver to support your skin. And I really like approaching this from a nutrition standpoint first. And the reason I love that so much is because detoxification is an ongoing process. Oftentimes, especially in like marketing and all these things, we kind of see these detox cleanses like this 30-day cleanse, um, which I feel like can be super misleading because it kind of leads us to believe that detoxification is 
only happening at one point if mm-hmm. you're doing like a specific <laughs> cleanse or something. But detoxification is happening all the time. Your liver is working all the time to do this for you. So I think by introducing some liver superfoods and kind of continuing this throughout your life, not only to support your skin and kind of clear breakouts, but just to support ongoing wellness is really, really amazing. So I'll list off some foods just to kind of give everyone some ideas. You probably already know most of these. Um, Things like broccoli and kale and Brussels sprouts. Something I absolutely love with Brussels sprouts, if you're struggling to eat them, is in the morning time, I chop them really, really thin. And then I saute them with salt and pepper with my eggs. Mm -hmm. And it's so delicious. And it's like so easy. Mm -hmm. And then you have your liver superfood like first thing in the morning which is great um and yeah there's amazing detoxifying foods like i said bitter greens like radicchio parsley radishes um all of those things are so so amazing um and then some inflammation reducing foods can be really beneficial as well things like turmeric and fresh ginger can really help support your detoxification. I really love fresh ginger to really support your lymphatic system as well. I really love that. It's all making me hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I think, yeah, thinking about going to the bathroom every day and then thinking about, okay, what liver superfoods can I add in? And then Lastly, I'll say really making sure that you're providing your liver with fuel to do its best work. Ultimately, we want our liver to be functioning as optimally as possible to support our skin health and overall wellness. Um, But I would kind of like to debunk another myth. You know, if you are doing, let's say, like a low carb diet, or maybe you've thought about it, Mm -hmm. you know, your liver its ideal ideal fuel source is carbohydrates. So it's really important to make sure that you're getting enough carbohydrates so that the liver can do its best work. Really, the liver without adequate sugar is always going to be sluggish. And oftentimes when you are experiencing acne, you are experiencing that sluggish liver. So making sure that you are providing enough fuel for your liver to do its job is really, really important. And an easy way that you can maybe consider this is consider adding a bedtime snack into your routine. Um, This can give the liver extra support throughout the night, which is really when that metabolic detoxification is happening. So having that bedtime snack, getting carb, fat, and protein, ideally all three macros, um, can really help your liver do its best work, which was what we want. Yes, I'm so glad you brought that up because alongside that low carb stuff is, um, you know, just not eating enough or fasting, you know, fasting till 12 p.m. every day before you've even eaten something. And same thing, poor little liver takes the brunt of yeah. all of it. So let's all be nice to our livers <laughs> and fuel it, like you said, not restrict everything um, and just allow it to have the basic ability to even think about detox. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, going to the bathroom every day, mm-hmm. upping those liver superfoods, and then make sure you're eating enough because yeah. Um, yeah, that's foundational for sure. And if anyone's like feeling guilty, like they're not eating enough, like don't feel like you're alone in that. There's so much mixed messaging out there for a long time. Even myself, like I was 
trying not to eat after like 7 p.m. because Mm -hmm. I heard that for like balancing your blood sugar, this was good. And I was dealing with PCOS and insulin resistance. So like, you know, there's so much mixed messaging. I think at the end of the day, just, you know, try things out and see what allows you to feel your best. Yes. That's really, yeah. (laughs) Sage advice, honestly. Yeah. Um, another big thing I wanted to ask you is as someone that lived with acne for, it sounds like many years, what can help women cultivate more confidence and self-love while they're in the midst of the acne healing journey? Yeah, this is mindset work and your relationship with your skin is such a huge part of my one-to-one coaching and support and really be creating that acne freedom even while your skin is in the healing process, is so, so important. This is so important because many times you can clear your skin and you still don't feel how you thought you would feel. And really be creating that acne freedom is such an internal job. And I mean internal like it's an emotional job. It's a mindset job. So I encourage you to find what works for you. I really love meditation and breath work and setting intentions and I really love, you know, connecting with astrology and like those types of things really help me approach the mindset Um, and I encourage this with a lot of the clients I work with, you know, find what works for you, what kind of fuels your soul, what kind of allows you to connect with yourself in a deeper way to kind of work through those feelings to really release those feelings because there's so much shame and humiliation that you may not even be aware of if you've been struggling with acne for a long time that you're carrying with you. So I think over time, it's important to kind of sit with yourself if you feel open to it and just kind of bring up, you know, how acne has made you feel, how it's kind of influenced your life and how you kind of want to live your life moving forward how you want your life to be and really understanding that your skin is truly the least interesting thing about you. Like nobody cares about your skin except for you. And yeah, encourage yourself and push yourself to really thrive in your life right now and not put a a date being like, you know, as soon as my skin is healed, I'm going to go for that job I want. As soon as my skin is healed, I'm going to like get back out there and like start a relationship. That's not a way to live your life. So um, yeah, just trying, learning to love yourself every day. And I truly believe that's a lifelong process. It's definitely not something um, that happens overnight. So find those tools, find those resources that fuel your soul is what I would say. So I think that's different for everyone. It can be a hobby. It can be biking. It can be, you know, it's winter. It can be skiing. It can be trying to learn something new. Um, it can be whatever you want. I knew you were going to have a great answer to that no. question. <laughs> um, because I think a lot of women struggle in the midst of a really intense acne breakout. And so all that is beautiful. Thank you. Yes. Um, the last thing I like to ask my guests is, in a nutshell, if there's one thing you could encourage women to start doing and one thing you'd encourage them to stop doing, um, what would it be? I think continuing from what we were just saying, like 
it is time to reclaim self-trust. That's what I would encourage you to start doing from day one to start clearing your skin. Start Because I think acne makes you constantly doubt yourself because you're trying to do all these right things. And if you're listening to this, you know, you probably haven't found the results, the success that you so desperately deserve. So I think now is the perfect time to reclaim self-trust and just trust in the process, trust that healing is possible for you, and really envision that clear skin because I see this for you. So just continue to trust in the process. So that's what I would encourage you to start doing. Um, stop doing. I Oh, that's a tough one. I think I could list so many. Using cleansers with little beads. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I think maybe switching your mentality to, you know, thinking you have to kind of like attack acne, like attack your skin. So yeah, thinking of your skincare as how can I support my skin? How can I hydrate my skin and love my skin is what I would say. And thinking of that from a skincare perspective. So choosing nice products, choosing products that make you feel good and not products that burn your skin or (laughs) things like that. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Well, where can everyone connect with you? We've all learned so much from you today. So where is the best place to find you online? The best place to find me is on Instagram. My Instagram is Carolyn underscore skin theory. Uh, You can also connect with me on my website, which is carolynhale.com. Feel free to send me a DM or send me an email. Those are the best places to, yeah, get in touch with me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Carolyn, for coming on the podcast. You're amazing. And I'm just so grateful to have learned from you today. Um, And for everyone listening, if you loved this episode, you can screenshot it or share it to Instagram and tag me at Menstruation Queen and Carolyn at Carolyn underscore Skin Theory. Um, And we'll catch all of you on the podcast here next week. Thank you so much for tuning into the Cyclical Podcast today. The best way you can support the show is by rating and reviewing the Cyclical Podcast on iTunes. It also means so much when you share this on Instagram and tag me. It helps me see what episodes really, really resonated and just keep the goodness coming. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you here next week.